Hello and welcome to another episode of Nostalgia Plus, the show where the internet makes things great again. Uh, I'm your host, Dan Evanson, uh, and I'm joined as always by our favorite cast of characters, uh, <laughs> Rachel. Uh, am I still, do I have an actual character name or am I, is, is my name Rachel? You're Rachel. <laughs> that is your character. Okay. Assume the identity I hand you, yes. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going to be uterus the lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have many names. Uh, but next to you, it's Peter. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Actual Peter. Please voice yourself. I'm Katie. No, no. <laughs> All right. Also, Katie is here. And additionally, Nick. <laughs> additionally nick thank you with i am additionally oh, here yeah also nick hello what's so going hey on? guys uh let's jump right into some episodes we're still in the world tour how are you guys doing with that i hate it <laughs> it's not I, great i am getting increasingly bored with this show <laughs> let me let me see so uh we've got one more partially no no one more full episode of world tour and then the next episode i think the last episode we watch will be the end of the world tour thank god uh so yeah future future tense is uh the end of the world tour i believe so prepare yourselves because after that but that's the gathering that's that's not like anything we cover today that's all episodes nope. after that's things to look forward to in the future oh boy okay well, let's see if we survive and then <laughs> and then after after that before we get to the gathering we will be watching halloween town uh rachel's pick for uh spooky october which has now somehow been moved to november so hey i gotta fix the schedule is the point I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh so yes, yeah let, let, let's Go, go ahead, Rachel. I was going to say, we're really bad at watching episodes sometimes. Sometimes, yes. No no names will be named. Me. It was Except me. I, I named all the episodes of everyone's name. All right, no, let's stop. I got it. <laughs> I'm just going to drink some water, take a breath for a second. Listen, I'm Katie, and I want us to move forward. Yeah. I'm, I'm Peter, question. and I'm just going to sit here and enjoy the show. <laughs> Sounds like Peter. Lazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, first episode is Walkabout. The world tourists team up with Dingo and Fox to stop an artificially intelligent machine mass undergoing a gray goo situation. By gray goo, guys... it means magic jizz. <laughs> Were you guys familiar <laughs> with the term gray goo before uh, this episode of... Because uh, yeah. it is a, a like science fiction term. It's a term, is, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yep. I don't I don't read science fiction that much. <laughs> so it's not a real thing. It's only a science fiction thing. Uh, I mean, it's an imagined. Yeah, I mean, it's like a go ahead, Peter. It's a hypothetical scenario where nano machines like run amok and start disassembling everything. OK, so yeah, it's, it's like the a, idea it's a that like, like you could make a machine that can make more of itself. Well, if that's all it does. It'll just take everything apart and turn it into itself and turn the world into a big mass of. Oh, so it's humanity. Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. Humans are the real virus. 
Thanks, Mr. Uh, Smith. I will like to say my first two notes was Australia, question mark. I am nervous. Yeah. Ooh, you want to hear my second note? Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I do. I do. So Peter. the first note was magic jizz. Mm. The second note is Fox's dad is a raisin, but her mom is a hot tamale. <laughs> <laughs> my my yeah. note started with random ass Australia and didgeridoos. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's up with Renard? He is, uh, I guess, she's she's a little gold diggery. Is that what we're supposed to believe? I or ain't just, saying she a gold digger. Well, she might have just aged well. Also true. Yeah. Or maybe she's using nanobots to reprogram her body to be a babe forever. Well, it's also historically like cartoons are not really good at aging women. Mm, or, good point. Because <laughs> we remember the discussion we had at how old the princess was. We're like, how old is she? <laughs> For, is that uh, Will- Black Cauldron? Yeah. No, no, the other princess. Um, Wait, in- uh, princess Catherine. Yes. Oh, right. Oh, she Avalon, was also yeah. a princess. Yeah. So I will yeah. say there is actually a plot explanation for why Renard's wife is uh, perhaps more vital than he is. Any, do you guys have any guesses? Because he's less virile. I will say it's related to uh, Owen's secret identity. What? <laughs> you mean Owen's secret identity as as Fogel? No. Oh, wait, no. Owen is Fogel. <laughs> as Fowen. Fowen. Yeah. Fowen. Owen. <laughs> wait. Wait. Who's who? What's what's what's? Oh shoot. What's Xanatos's buddy's name? That's Owen. That's that's Owen. Who's Renard's buddy's name? Vogel. Okay. So or discount it, Owen. Right. Then I don't. I forget what I was saying. <laughs> Good. Work. They're the same person. That's what you were saying. That yeah. is what I was saying. But that's not what Dan is saying. No. This is getting very confusing. I. It's I'm Owen. Saying, Owen has a secret identity. He and I will say this: he is another character from the show that we have seen. I bet that's Renard. Papa Renard. His, yeah, and then the wife is somewhat related to him, to Owen. Wait, so before this conversation, away too much. did we know that Owen had a secret identity? Well, I mean, we, we I would kept... say clues have been put into the show that hopefully when, when the truth is revealed, you will go, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense a little. Depends how much I was paying attention, which is probably not too much. <laughs> God, now I'm trying to wrap my freaking head around who this could be. I don't know. There are only so many characters. You'll have to think is about it because when it comes up, it's shocking. It's shocking. I guess, I guess we'll have I to is that a hint? this increasingly is that a hint? boring show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it a hint that it's shocking because he's actually a, an electric eel bear cat? <laughs> Cat butt eel. Is he like? Does he have lines? Yes. Okay. 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 Let's let's keep going. So we got a biology lesson that came up too. Rachel, how how accurate was this biology lesson? Do you think I remember this biology lesson? (laughs) I don't know anything about the biology lesson. I just have it as a note. (laughs) (laughs) You were hoping that Rachel remembered the biology lesson. Obvious. I don't um, like. Was it something like about the baby, and something? 
I don't know. I can't remember. I think they're talking about nanobots, which is not my field of study. I also have an undergrad in biology, not an actual uh, and a further degree in biology, so I don't know other than basics. Um, sorry, I have failed you all by wait. Forget- so you have a degree in biology, but you only know the basics. Yes, that's how. <laughs> I well, it's like like with graduate degrees, you go into a further point of study and you become an expert. Look, once you advanced into the graduate degrees, then then you start to consider the undergraduate uh, degrees to be basic knowledge, right? It's just well, yeah, snooty, the- snooty ivory tower education, something, something. I don't know. I can't keep that up. You apply long. to the under dean, and he summons forth knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound very. Sorry if I turn off. Uh, sounded pretentious. No, I you did not. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I was just. You spent, you spent enough money. You've earned the right. <laughs> yeah is that where pretension comes from you buy it yeah, absolutely i mean so much so i don't I, have any pretentiousness so are you saying i bought my two degrees the uh, nick by definition you paid money for them <laughs> well i paid money for a service that gave me a certificate of mm-hmm. completion i don't know i don't want wait, let's not discuss Let's not. In the American college system. Mm-hmm. So did I anyone see. else feel like this episode was appropriative? Because of the... Ab- yeah, the basically. Yeah. Character. It was a very weird, like, let's include the dream time because we are in Australia. So let's do that. I feel like that's just a running theme at this point. Does that make it better? No. Let's, let's no, I think, it just, I think it just makes it less profound at this point it's like i'm not surprised okay you know that's what i I think that's what my note of i am nervous came from (laughs) (laughs) i mean you can kind of see the influence of like uh the x-men in this uh another 90s cartoon because right around this time uh x-men also were dealing i think with like the siege perilous which deals with gateway who was a average an australian character who has Kind of a similar deal to this guy's name huh. uh, deal. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, but it's all kind of the same. At that point, it's kind of a trope that like, uh, you know, in- English, American fiction writers know one thing about culture and <laughs> dream time and the walkabout, you know? Yes. And I thought it was incredibly cool when I read it in Planetary 10 years ago or 15 years ago <laughs> yeah. or whenever that was. Um yeah, I mean, now, yeah. And that's the thing is like people people get some of these these references and these ideas about culture from other pieces of fiction that they read or or were were exposed to, but then don't take the time to like investigate further or find out more about it or talk to a person that actually is from that culture. And instead they just take the tiny reference that they got from some other piece of fiction and then make make it even smaller that's, and, that's why and it becomes I, weird. That's yeah. why diverse writing staff is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, gargoyles had that to some small degree, but, but not enough, obviously. And um, yeah, I don't know, Put it putting, I feel like as a core sort of idea to this episode, the idea of like putting a machine mind into the dream time as it is like sort of a conceptual 
reference to to the world right that's sort of like the idea of dream time is that uh supernatural forces exist in a kind of dr- a dream space is sort of the the idea of the dream world and so putting a machine into that is like i feel like a a pretty good thing i just wish uh it, it just you're i mean I, I get what you're saying peter like that like it, it does seem like so I mean, surface it, level it, here and yeah but at, at least they're not saying oh hey look at you know native american totem structures those were based on gargoyles at least they're not doing that they have a step ahead right. here yeah i was gonna say i'm not a part of these any cultures but i feel like this is the least egregious so. it's true you have no cultures whatsoever yeah i mean compared to the <laughs> the the native episode that we watched or this the is not or, so bad or, I, don't I mean not as bad anyway or the Golem episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow, the Golem episode. Yeah. <laughs> they never even I said the yeah, they never even said the thing they were taking. At least here they I mean they don't I mean that's another thing is that they don't provide any context for like who this person is and what his deal is, or the idea that like he is actually like an oppressed class in Australia for for mm-hmm. for the most part. That none of that and and the idea that like uh, you know, Fox comes in with her crazy technology and almost like destroys the continent and the world, yes. maybe as as a, a person of privilege is like not even touched. I mean, that's a lot to put on a, a uh, cartoon show, yeah, a twenty-four minute cartoon or whatever. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, and Dingo Dingo basically treats this guy as a as a you know like a, a tool, right like he's a yeah, their relationship was strange i mean they're hanging out together at the beginning but like kind of but then it's like they... you just stay here i'm gonna go off and do something important well, oh see, i i took that as that the uh the bro was just like his tour guide or something he was just he... bringing him there yeah i thought he was like paying him to do something i don't know yeah well yeah, wasn't he supposed to be going on his own personal journey and this guy was just supposed to be his guide? Right. He was kind of going on walkabout. Which again is like in a white Australian paying. You don't go on walkabout with a guide. Like that's the whole point of walkabout. <laughs> right. Yeah. The idea is like you're supposed to, you know, go off until you meet yourself is sort of the. I know nothing about walkabout. Again, I know about it only because of like what I've been exposed to from other kinds of fiction, not because mm-hmm. I have made a study of uh, so it, native, native Australian culture. You know. It is a real thing, though. So I, <laughs> I guess the main takeaway from this episode, though, is uh, plot wise, is that Dingo is um, fully transitioned now out of the um, pack. the pack and is, I guess, a good guy. I think that I think this was another spin-off episode. I mean, kind of was he a good guy? Like I mean, he he worked with our heroes, but he at the same time he um he's obviously like working for Fox. Well, no, he wasn't working for Fox. Wasn't? He was there. No, he was in Australia coincidentally. Was he because he was there and he had his armor and Fox like said that she had an agent on the outside, like keeping watch on things or something like that. And I just watch on him. I don't know. I actually left the group. And at the end of the episode, he says he wants to be a hero now. 
Okay. Okay. There's sure. I just like my read of that was that he was her agent on the outside, like doing walkabout to as an excuse to be in the area so he could keep his eye open or something like that. Oh, see, I, I, I remember a few episodes back, he had decided that the pack was all crazy, essentially. And he's like, I'm well, out of this. Yeah, and they are, except not Fox. I guess, right? yeah, she's sort of a... Uh, she's sort of already apart from them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I so I don't know. And now, is there like a, a nano machine bot cop out there? Did they convince it to become a cop? Oh, God. And yeah, yeah, that's right. The they convinced of, uh, us to believe in the ideals of law and order. Yeah, I didn't. That was so. <laughs> so that is when this sh- this episode revealed itself to be a pitch for a show. I guess would be Dingo and the Matrix. I don't know what the name of the show would be, but uh, <laughs> Dingo's got a fucking boomerang. Yeah. So. Although now <laughs> like, I want a show called Dingo in the Matrix. Like Dingo, like like Robo cop nano it's yeah. crazy because Dingo, like there, there was literally a spinoff from uh batman beyond that was almost basically the the same pitch as the one we watched the but, same as dingo in the matrix y- yeah except it was like a little girl instead of a old ass man in a robot suit <laughs> <laughs> Susie in the matrix <laughs> so penny parker Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, that so, sure uh, was an episode. So, so I did something, uh, uh, which is that I, I typed into Google is uh, offensive and it, apparently it is super offensive. So I said it a bunch of times now and probably nobody heard it. And you didn't just hear it now because I put uh, some ridiculous sound effect over it. So apparently I the word I should have been using is indigenous. So I apologize for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, well, either either you can either put something over it or you can add a disclaimer to the front saying we have discovered that this was bad and we should not have been saying that. Excuse I, me. I would probably do both of those things. So Okay. Well, you you know, you do whatever you want. You can I'm cut Peter's bad joke too. You mean Katie's bad joke? Listen, no, no, no. Episode is going to need some editing. I'm, we'll just say that. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> Edit. Edit our, inf- our offensive shit. <laughs> Remember, make it funny in post. That is always always a great strategy. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, yeah, let's let's talk about um, the, episode uh, the next episode. The episode uh, that I liked. <laughs> Wait, you liked this episode? It was fun. Rachel I... liked something. <laughs> yeah. So this was a uh, Mark of the Panther. Uh, go- <clears throat> oh boy. Excuse me. Goliath, Angela, Elisa and Bronx arrive in Africa only to discover Elisa's mom. The father daughter tension between Goliath and Angela intensifies the gargoyles. Elisa and her mother who learns about Elisa's secret become involved in a tribal curse. That's a lot. IMDb. Uh. <laughs> I liked about I liked learning about like um, the spider god and stuff like that. That was interesting to me. <laughs> so recently, like in, in in an interview I did with um, Tempest Bradford, who's an author who has an appreciation for gargoyles and was nice enough to talk to me. I don't know when you guys you may have already heard that interview, and you may hear it later. <clears throat> but um, you know, she at least talked to me about. Um, 
this episode specifically and kind of fond memories for it. I'm not sure um, if I totally feel the same way, especially after the previous episode. Um, but like, and again, it's just because like there's no context for any of these, and a Nazi is like his mythological presence in in African in in this particular tribe that you know had his thing is like super confusing because i did try to research that and like look it up yeah. yeah i couldn't i couldn't find this particular legend yeah i don't think this is an an actual tale taken from uh yeah. from actual african culture so like does that make it better or worse i think better i think i, don't I thought know. it was fine i thought it was like a uh a cute sort of story tale. It felt like a folk, a piece of folklore and it, it was interesting. It, it did. Didn't... I, and I agree. I agree with those statements. The stuff that made me squishy most was the, I'm going to put quotes around the word relationship between the oh, two. Oh my characters. God. Oh, I've got yeah. notes on that. Oh yeah, yeah. That was bad. I liked everything. Else. Oh, the main, main reason I kind of liked it is they didn't try to tie it into Western uh, stuff. Like yeah. they were, the gargoyles wasn't there. It was just mostly the folklore. Yeah, and there then, wasn't a point where a Nazi was like, "Oh no, my, the 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 gig is up, and I gotta run back to Europe where I'm from." You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. Also, that's probably. I, that's why I feel like I liked it, kind of. <laughs> and but the relationship between dude man and lady was. Uh, I only wrote her name, which is Taya. Toxic at. Best, I don't know it the was, correct. No, it was extremely problematic, but it was abusive. Yes, yeah. outright. Like the guy, my note at the end was that this guy doesn't get enough comeuppance. But yeah, the show like, does, um, you know, a little bit kind of t- touch upon. Like they don't, they don't show that relationship in a positive light. At the end, they kind of do. They're like, yeah, oh, they we're going to get back together. Here, yeah, this is, I must have yeah, missed that part. This is I what remember, I've got written down. I, I must have missed that. I remember Goliath calling him out and saying, like, this is not love. This is not right. Yes. Um, and so, I didn't remember them getting back together. <laughs> here's my note. Taya just goes off with him, question mark. Fuck him. He selfishly turned her into a <laughs> werepanther. Sure, they both have to atone, but they can do it apart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Woo! Fuck you, Rodrigo. <laughs> I don't actually know his name. I, I can't remember it. Admittedly, being a werepanther would be awesome. But I mean, yeah. if you want to be a werepanther, right? yes. Yeah, voluntary werepanther. Consent is important. Remember, anytime because... you're going to turn somebody into a were creature, <laughs> ask for consent. Informed consent. Like, let's be clear here. Like, do you really gonna, like, are we really yeah, make sure they're really into that. being a wear panther and not just like sort of maybe into it? Yeah, you know, no, you have to give them the full pamphlet, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I have to go through IRB. <laughs> I do not know what that is. It's um a international a research review. board. No, it's an international review board that goes through. Uh, every, you have to submit your experiment to IRB to make sure it's ethically sound. I see. Yeah, none of my experiments that I think of in my head would would go through that successfully. Are you test- are you testing on humans? Oh, s- exclusively. Then you also have to be certified to test on humans. 
Man, I would get in so much trouble if I did any of the things in my head. <laughs> I wouldn't want to test were panthering on like chimpanzees, and you have a chimpanzee that could turn into a panther at any moment. And that's not even a were panther because I think the were part means human or man or something. So it'd be like a a chimpanther. That's right, and that, <laughs> that, that cannot be allowed. That sounds terrifying. This conversation is already better than the episode. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm gonna Google that chimpanther. <laughs> look at the, the where the where came from. Um, it comes from it came man. From, yeah, it comes I learned from that from English. Harry Potter. It does. Yes, because where means man and wolf. It was doing the. Wait, the so werewolf the, literally means man wolf. Yes, it does. Gosh, watch well, Harry cool. Potter! Damn it. I don't feel the like doing. One. I nope. Don't feel, Third. I don't Third. feel like giving the author any more money. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't give the author money. But but yeah, it's uh. Let's see. Oh goodness. Where is from the the common Germanic Old English? Nick, um, I hate you. Old High German. What's going on? Why do we hate Nick? What I want to get mean? in on this. Oh. Memes. I found a chimpanther. <laughs> yeah, it's a great picture. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Unlike I, that has to be the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> oh god, I gotta remember that. <laughs> oh, just wait, hold on. There's I'm a trying to there, remind you. Someone sent me this awful picture. Let me see if I can how do I save it? There we go. Oh my goodness, I'm scared. Yes. Yes. Oh, Yes! Figuring out how the internet works is great. I love it. <laughs> the oh fuck? It's <laughs> a unibinicorn. <laughs> yes! A unibinicorn. Or a, it's a, a bicornolops. Bicornolops, yeah. is good. Something yeah. about this picture is so disturbing to me. I just want to kill them all. <laughs> it's better than human mouth on a horse. It is. Yeah, probably. Is. I'm going to take your word for that. Don't show me. Moving on. You see it, Peter. You've seen the human mouth on a horse. Well, I've forgotten for my own sanity. Let's. Did you know there were more episodes of this show? <laughs> there was one more episode. It yeah, was I, it was bad. It well, was. Actually, this was the right. most wildly interesting one. It was, but it made no sense. Oh, it was <laughs> terrible. But it I was found also it completely absent of excitement at all. I like having plot if for excitement. Other I, think than you, not- okay, I, I think you guys misunderstand. My entire life is dedicated to watching bad things. So <laughs> I can tell you, this is absolutely bad, but it's interesting. Okay. I mean, I think your perspective, perspective is skewed because of your experience. Yeah. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. <laughs> so, but the listeners don't want to hear us just say, oh, this was bad. This was bad. They want to hear why it was interesting. So the last episode we're going to talk about, which you've already started talking about, is... Oh, Dan is moving us on. Yes. Well, we're talking about it, right? Get back on the boat, Dan says. Get back on the boat. (laughs) So it's uh, Sentinel. Uh, The world tour continues on Easter Island. Elisa falls asleep as Goliath and Angela explore the island. Elisa awakens and cannot remember who she is and where she does not recall the gargoyles. Goliath Oh, that's a burp. Excuse me. Goliath tries <laughs> to help her regain her memory, but Angela and Bronx are attacked, and their attacker may hold the key to Elisa's memory. 
so yeah, it's Easter Island. The Easter Island statues are modeled after an alien, and the alien is uh, has shown up and just starts. I don't know. Yeah, he like, causing why? mischief. Right She's there to protect uh, the island in a um, well, the planet, right? Well, yeah, but in in a thousands year long war, this. Yeah. intergalactic war this this um island was like an important base and his he was supposed to be stationed here right yeah, yeah. and the gargoyles maybe look like the alien race that he's at war with i'm not so, sure he knows what they look like or, he or just maybe they just human. look like all kinds of things yeah or they're shapeshifters who knows it's not it's unclear and it's also unimportant yeah mm-hmm. it was um, a very strange episode because like elisa is loses her memory and like does it, uh, yeah, it's I mean, everyone's favorite trope amnesia yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep yay amnesia it was not interesting i've read one amnesia trope that i liked what was Maybe, that uh it was in the tamara series it was like book eight the main dude gets amnesia <laughs> i was like you know this is the second to last book i don't care at the point <laughs> they did it in season two of umbrella academy oh, yeah, yeah. Spoilers, but That's that first episode, <laughs> first episode that, spoilers. But that also led to character growth. Sure, spoiler it was Vanya. Spoilers. <laughs> well, okay, now you're spoiled. So, so here's why I found this episode interesting, right? So the idea is that Avalon sends them wherever they need to go, wherever they need to be, uh, presumably because there is a problem that they need to solve. In this case. There was no problem on Easter Island mm. until they got there. <laughs> and the problem was explicitly them being there. Yep. Yeah, yes and no. They did um, something, right? Didn't they change the alien in some fashion by interacting with him? Like he was in some kind of thousand year, not literal like sci-fi stasis just like an emotional stasis where nothing ever changed for him and now he's like i might i might engage more in the universe and world find out if my war is still going on see wasn't there some change yeah yeah that's fair so so they didn't send him send them they like because there was a problem well there was they sent them to change something for the better I always had the impression, though, that they were being sent to, like, protect people from mortal danger. Maybe maybe Avalon has precog. Well, and that's exactly what the question is, like, does Avalon, can Avalon see the future and understand what their actions will cause? And does it, does Avalon think and make decisions about where they need to be and what changes it wants to make? Does Avalon have an agenda? Oh, shit. It feels like a very to get us. It feels like a very fatalistic time travel. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, we saw we saw how fatalistic this show is with the whole. Um, was it the Avalon? It was the Avalon Quartet to begin with, right? With the 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 Arch Magus or whatever. Yeah. Um. See, I normally have a problem with like ancient aliens helping like civilizations because. So it was explained to me that it could be it's kind of racism because it's like these people are not smart enough to do this thing. Right. It's depowering of the ancient peoples. Yeah. Generally well, of some foreign lands. Yeah. I mean, the the people of Easter Island, the indigenous peoples of Easter Island 
have their own legends and stuff about what the heads are for. Like, uh, I mean, much of that culture has been destroyed, but, but uh, I believe some of it still exists and people just are like, nope, aliens. Yeah, that's right. Not a great, not a great thing. What if we instead uh, replaced all of the, you know, moderate ingenuity, the incremental ingenuity of Western Europe over the last, you know, 1500 years with like, oh man, aliens showed them how to smelt iron into really good steel. <laughs> that kind of happened in the book series I'm reading. <laughs> Perfect. See, that's, that's less, uh, I don't even know what the right word is here. It's not appropriate. It's offensive for sure. Um, well, it was a God that showed them. But also got really annoyed because the character kept invent- inventing things got, and got annoying. God, what a dick. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I hate it when my test subjects are, are innovative. Well, it was like, oh, we need a, uh, let's vet in the bow and arrow. Like, and they're like in ancient times. <laughs> and let's invent written word. No, was, don't do that. Then I can't control you. I don't know. It was just like one character and it annoyed me a lot. I'm sorry. Um, Wait, did it, did it annoy you? I thought it annoyed the god. No, it annoyed me, the reader. Oh, oh I thought Rachel was saying that she was the god. Man, there's a whole lot of stuff in this conversation. Basically, me, the reader, got annoyed at the character because they're like, ah, two seconds. <laughs> Spoken word, a written word. <laughs> so, um, Random little tangent here. Um, yes. Did you guys hear how those Easter? This is old news by now, but those Easter Island heads actually have bodies buried underground too. Yes. No, right. no I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So they they did some excavating and they found that they actually have like whole bodies carved, like including arms and legs and dicks, usually. <laughs> hey, maybe you know to make yourselves happy, maybe you should like recommend cartoons that ha- don't westernize diff- different cultures. <laughs> Listen, man, this was the Wild West of the 90s, all right? <laughs> this is a different age. <laughs> well, there's a cartoon that's go- um, that's being made that's going to be in, like, I think, believe, a, a Cherokee language. Oh, huh. that's cool. Yeah. I mean, like, if you want to talk appropriation, though, you should uh, watch uh, Bloodsport feature on uh, last week's episode of Life <laughs> oh, is a no. Thing. <laughs> no, no, I refuse. <laughs> Wait, is that, like, with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yes, yeah. Belgian Jean-Claude Van Damme playing an American boy who uh, is based on a real person who is actually a liar. Uh, the tale who, of Frank Dukes. <laughs> yeah, who is taught by a Japanese uh, ninja how to uh, fight in the kumite which is a um, essentially UFC-style underground match in Hong Kong. I'm sorry, it's what? So it's just, like, bad. all appropriative from top to bottom. It's a, it's a Chinese fight club that, for some reason, has a Japanese name. Yeah. <laughs> all right. the words are Japanese, but it's in China. And then, and then you know, it's, like, uh, you know, like, Street Fighter. So, like, all the fighters are, like, regionally specific and so <laughs> there was a guy like like on all fours like a little monkey oh my like, god yeah it was really and, bad and guess what that's the black guy so yeah oh, it yeah. Oh, it's bad. yeah way to go frank dukes <laughs> yeah Sorry, i don't like mean to get more genius. out of frank dukes kick but like i'm obsessed with the guy now because he's so oh, fascinating no. oh yeah 
No, he's he's spun tails, and he's like, for a while, he was kind of a legit fight choreographer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, and I don't I don't think he. I I mean, eventually somebody outed him. I think as being full of shit. But yeah, the courts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think he had a falling out with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme when uh, Jean Claude Van Damme went to make uh, the quest, Mm -hmm. which is almost a complete remake of Bloodsport. Only it's got one of the actors from James Bond in it for no reason. <laughs> That's a whole tangent. <laughs> we don't yeah, get anyway. too far into this. Go I don't know. Does anyone Why else have anything thing? else to talk about this Easter Island episode? Because otherwise, uh, we're probably I got done. one. Oh, okay. Yeah, what do you got? Why the fuck did Maza call her gun a revolver when it was clearly not <laughs> yes. a revolver? It's yeah. a Glock. I'm pretty sure it's a Glock. <laughs> I mean, whether or not you can tell the the exact model, it is certainly not a revolver. Yeah. It is an automatic or a semi-automatic, or whatever, depending on what you want to call it. I think they wanted a reason to explain why she wasn't using her gun. They did. She was out of ammo for episodes now. Yeah. Well, they wanted to remind the because uh, uh, the listener watchers. Yes, there we go. Like, the, yeah. The audience. The reader, <laughs> listener, watcher, folks. I I've been going through different <laughs> media. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I, look, I'm not I'm not trying to make fun of you. It's just happening. Um, <laughs> it's I'm, really trying, I'm trying to stop it. It's fine. I'm being an easy target. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I think the only other thing I remember about this episode is there was a tongue laser, and that made me happy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. What? I don't know. My note says here have a tongue laser. Tongue. I think there was something tongue-like that attacked them and had a laser on it. I don't yeah. remember any more than that. When they were it, in there, it was like a, it was like a tentacle balls. laser. Yeah, yeah. It's been like a month since I saw it. So, pardon, pardon me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think this this episode also just raises a lot of questions about the Gargoyles universe, about the fact that there are aliens and. Is this that... the first alien we've seen? Yeah. Yes. I mean, we've seen a a lot of fantastical creatures, but yeah, I believe this is the first not from Earth. Like extraterrestrial, right? We've seen gods and we've seen fairies mm-hmm. and gargoyles and robots. Appropriated gargoyles and Right. Um like I feel like we're going this is like the first hard sci-fi thing we've seen. Mm-hmm. There we've had some light sci-fi like mutants and stuff like that. Well, I don't know. What about the gray goo? The magic jizz. Yeah, no. that's, sci-fi, that's yeah. hard sci-fi. Oh, that is hard sci-fi. Okay. Hard-ish. Sorry. Yeah. But it's mostly been hard fantasy. Yeah, Little. fair enough. I mean, it's always one of my favorite things about the show is that it, it mixes its science fiction and fantasy pretty hard right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. true. That is true. Yeah. I had a, um, I'm typically not a fan of uh, sci-fi. Admittedly, my favorite like sci-fi thing is like... Um, in like the broken empire and the red uh, red queen's war where it's like yeah it's hard to explain but dan understands what i'm the talking conclusion about of the red queen's war is one of my favorite science fantasy things of all time yeah yeah and that's true science fantasy for me yeah mm-hmm. even like uh joe abercrombie his his whole series is sci fantasy it is i only read the first book oh yeah yeah there's the in the second trilogy a guy's walking around with what you can clearly tell is some sort of ammunition as an amulet. And then at the end, he finds a grenade launcher and he slots it into the grenade launcher and blows up an army with it. Spoilers. <laughs> fantastic. Love it. Yeah. yeah love um, is that, is that like this in the, 
in the first law tri- uh, series. Yeah, it's the uh, the hate the hate series. I, I forget the, the, the um, little madness. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I can't remember. I don't remember. Anyways, the series is coming out. What yeah. is this? A fantasy book of the month podcast? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on here anymore. What is books? <laughs> I'll take what is books for 300. Uh, Daily double. Okay. What, is, what is Rachel's favorite book? The Red Queen's War. No. <laughs> you also, it's not in a form of a question. Oh, shoot. <laughs> What is not the Red Queen's War? You double failed. Not technically it's correct, but that's not yes. the answer. <laughs> yes, I win something, maybe. It's fine. I don't even know my favorite book. It's fine. I know like, my right. favorite series. <laughs> Why don't we wrap this episode uh, up? Let's uh, please, yes. Yes. Let's hit the uh, eject I, button. <laughs> I'm uh, this has been Nostalgia Plush. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying the show, because we're enjoying making it. And not talking about gargoyles, apparently. So, Wait, what, <laughs> what what show? Uh, I've been your host, Dan Evanson. You can find my stuff at danevanson.com. Uh, I've been joined by uh, Nick Evangelista. Nick, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tacky Slacks. And you can listen to our other podcasts on the website. Yeah, tune into uh, Why Is This a Thing to learn all about Bloodsport. Uh, also with us has been uh, Rachel. Hi, my name is Rachel. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at ArdentRabe. Uh, you can also find me on my other podcast, um, Homebrew Kitchen, where we make uh, ho- homebrew uh, one-shots with our with our friends and torture them slightly. Yeah, you guys are, well, who knows how many episodes you're into by now. I've heard three of them, and they are all excellent. Even the one where I was DM for the first time? I doubt it. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars, Rachel. That's what I say. Hey, it's a kitchen. You're supposed to get messy, right? Yeah. That's that's what we keep saying. It's like, it's homebrew. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Katie, where can people find you? Oh, me, Katie, or Peter Katie? You, the regular. uh, Okay, okay. I am on Twitter at ShimmyBook, and sometimes I tweet very important things that are not important at all. Like about, um, what instruments are? Yes. That was a quote from my niece. I will say that's not fruit sticking out of a bagpipe. Yeah, I learned later that she meant to say flutes, but she doesn't have front teeth. <laughs> so it's hard to understand her. Yeah. It's, I was very confused. That's why I was. <laughs> Anyways, continue. <laughs> also, Peter's here. Hi, Peter. What? Where can people find you if they. Like well, I'm in a little room right now. It's 90 oh, degrees. Address. Give us your GPS coordinates. Okay, 72 point. Wait. Immediately wrong. Immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Um, yeah, I'm Peter Schaefer. You can find me uh, at Shoeless Pete on Twitter or paschaefer.com or shoelesspetegames.com uh, and do that. Do it now. So thanks. See you next time. So long. Don't forget to rate and review. So long. Farewell. Adieu. Oh, is it murder, Craig? There are different verses. Cast him into the void. Banishment is your only reward. Good.